And as it turned out, I didn't get any free coffee. You, you I got did stolen coffee. You got free coffee. <laughs> it was free to me until the judge rules otherwise. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Two Woke Nerds podcast. Thank you so much for listening in again this weekend. Before we get started, I'd love to remind you, if you like what we do, please leave us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps a ton of visibility. Share this with your friends, your coworkers, anybody that you know is into nerd news. And you can always interact with us on Twitter. You can hit us up at Two Woke Nerds, or you can shoot us an email, Pod at gmail.com. Well, my name is Gerald Goodrich. I'm your host this week, like I am every week. And I am joined... By a man who is Venom, Raymond Summerlin. Ray, how are you? I'm filled with Venom. That's that's to be sure. I, it's because you're watching the Rockets. Oh, that's true. I am currently, for everybody, I'm currently watching the Rockets. It's Monday night. We're recording this a day early because I am a terrible person who forgets what day things are. And uh, and I'm watching the Rockets, and they're going to make me sad. So we'll, So if that happens, I'm sorry. But yeah, we got some leaked footage of Venom. We actually got to see uh, Venom. Which was fascinating. What a crazy idea. It was a pretty cool transformation. It kind of looked like the bleeding armor transformation. So it's like, it might be like it's going to be old hat, I think, by the time by the time it comes out. Um, I thought he looked a little goofy. Didn't you think he looked a little goofy as Venom? Yeah, and it's hard to, hard to judge it by that quality because it's like a cell phone video of a cell phone video of a cell phone <laughs> yeah, video. Yeah. It's like a copy of a copy of a yeah, copy. Yeah, like it's like, it's like um, leak inception. Yeah, it's um, like if you. Uh, I always think back to multiplicity when it like make a copy of a co- copy of a copy. Steve, a, um, a lost great movie by the way. Yeah, early don't sleep. Watch multiplicity. It's great. It's uh, it's Batman being uh, being funny. Anywho, so like it's hard for me to judge, but it looked like a 1997 like computer generated. Like it looked like the Spider Man animated cartoon show is what it looked like that which was completely computer generated so but again you know it's probably not finished uh vfx it's again like we said a video of a video of a video so the quality um, is degraded i thought the um i honestly thought the concept of the way the transformation happened was really cool uh and hopefully they can stick the landing on the execution and and i I, it seems like that this was you know this was released at I, i don't even know what convention it was released there's so many conventions now but it was it was released at a convention, and it seems like the trailer is going to be released at to everybody at large this week, which seems like a questionable decision. Like, I don't. There's something else maybe happening this week that you might want to be thinking about. I, I don't. It's I don't know. It's just weird. Just really weird. Yeah. So Raymond alluded to it. We are in Avengers week. We are officially uh, for Raymond and I at the time of recording. T minus like four days of seeing it. Uh, so I'm excited. We're going to do some Infinity War predictions at the end of the show. But we're going to start with our final Deadpool trailer. So we got another trailer for Deadpool, trailer three. You know, you never get more than three trailers for these movies. So this one actually gave us a, a deep dive on the plot and gave us uh, some really good jokes, some jokes that probably won't end up in the final film uh, because they can do this really cool thing when you can't see the actors' mouths or just dub whatever the heck they want over it. So there are probably some jokes that will hop in later. But Ray. You are uh, 
a, a big Deadpool fan. I don't want to oversell you, but no, that's pretty. No, I'm a huge Deadpool fan. You can oversell it as much as you like. I love it. Okay. You are a massive Deadpool fan and you actually alerted me to this trailer's presence. So what, uh, what did you see that, that did that get you going more? Did it do anything to change your expectations of the film? Or are you still, uh, just through the roof, roof excited? Yeah, I'm still through the roof. excited. I, I might be more excited because of the ending and we'll get to that, but you mentioned it. It has a lot of story in here, which was you know interesting to see. I don't think it's anything groundbreaking, and obviously you're not watching Deadpool for the story. So it's not like you're going in expecting a cinematic masterpiece. But yeah, it's you know, at least they there appear to be, you know, there there appears to be like a, a driving force. There appears to be some stakes of some kind. I'm still of the opinion that what we're seeing is a lot from like the beginning. And that, you know, Cable doesn't end up being the big bad. But I guess we'll, we'll have to see, you know, kind of how that shakes out. But you get to meet the entire X-Force, which, which, which was good. So, yeah, that's always, always fun. But you mentioned it. The jokes in here were just, were just spectacular. I mean, are you sure you're not from the DC Universe is magnificent. Spot on. Just magnificent. Uh, the Wolverine reference <laughs> <laughs> is just... And it's good in both trailers because there's the... There's the the red band and the you know ready for TV trailer and the one the one says oh your bullets are faster and then the other one says like oh this is what happens when you turn forty so just just great times um, there was a little Easter egg in there before we get to the final Easter egg which is just my everything there was a little Easter egg in there we've heard rumors about Juggernaut being in this and we saw in a teaser trailer a, I think it was a TV spot Colossus you know punching something that didn't move whenever he punched it and everybody go oh that's juggernaut then in the convoy when domino's in the convoy you see a kind of a heat signature of something which is just unmistakably juggernaut so definitely juggernaut's going to be in this we we will hope that he's better than what we saw in the previous x-men you know juggernaut we saw so so yeah so there's some interesting stuff in here but i mean we have to talk about peter right yeah I mean, you first of all, I want to backtrack just a bit. Shatterstar is ridiculously '90s, and I loved it. The white outfit, the the pink like highlights, like just bone crushingly '90s, and I loved it. Uh, yeah, and then then Peter, obviously, that's the joke that really everybody is here for. Um, it's just so absurd. Like it's just so absurd, and he's actually they kind of tipped their hands a little bit earlier in the trailer because he's in the train at the beginning he is who deadpool is talking in the train scene at the beginning of the trailer so they're like you're thinking at the beginning who is this mustachioed man and then at the end it's just oh i just read the ad uh just just yeah it was so so good yeah like it was like i like i laughed out loud at like do you remember laughing out loud at a trailer like that like it was i don't know it was it was really incredible and then like you can dive deeper on peter like he he has a Twitter account that I it, it really seems like Rob Delaney who's the actor that plays I'm pretty sure it's Rob Delaney um, who's in a Netflix show that my wife's watching which she says is interesting called Catastrophe or maybe it's on Amazon I forget one of the streaming shows so anyway he's around but his like they have a Twitter account for Peter and it's Peter W underscore nineteen seventy four which is interesting something we can talk about in a second but like his Twitter account like he, he like he he's like a beekeeper. And uh, his wife is, like, clearly cheating on him, but he doesn't, like, know it. And, like, there's so many wonderful things in this Twitter account. And it's been going for, like, 
eight months or something like that. It had when I started following it after this, it had like three thousand followers. It's just this really, really like not even targeted advertising campaign, which is just it's everything that I love about this movie, and it was it's just spectacular. Go follow him on Twitter, read his Twitter account. It's just great. Yeah, it's it's funny. I absolutely absolutely love but, it so it's gonna be uh can we talk about peter w let's talk about peter w. so there is a character from x-force he's not it wasn't peter he was pete wisdom and his his the twitter handle they have out there is peter w 1974 i i'm assuming that this is just an easter egg because i mean pete wisdom had like superpowers like shoot knives out of his hands and do all sorts of crazy stuff so it was like an m6 was like a mi6 british agent so like i don't think that that's peter so probably this is just an easter egg but it's it's something to at least keep in mind yeah i mean i i definitely don't think it's going to be pete wisdom um i it would be funny it would be funny yes it would be very very out there but i definitely don't think pete was i i would Again, the more references they can fit into this, you know, I'm I'm down for. But let's just – I just want it to be funny. It's going to be funny, and, and that's really all I care about. Yeah, for sure. So moving on, like we mentioned at the top of the show, it's, it's Infinity War week, guys. It is the week of Infinity War, the day we have waited a decade to get here. Really, we haven't been waiting a decade because we didn't know that Infinity War was going to really happen at any point. But it's happening now. So what started a decade ago kind of culminates or begins to culminate this week. Uh, and so we're going to take a few moments to do some predictions for Infinity War. Now, this horribly dates this episode. If anybody tries to catch up later, just go ahead and skip right to Don't Sleep because we're probably going to be completely wrong. But I say all that to say potential spoilers, maybe. If you want to be completely unspoiled and unsullied, I again, the likelihood of us being right on this is uh, slim to none. But if you want to go in completely unsullied, then you may want to skip ahead. Again, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. So we'll go back and forth and do a couple of predictions. Uh, so, Ray, just kick us off. What is your first prediction for Infinity War? I'm going to start out big. Biggin. You ready for this? I'm ready. Iron Man, not Captain America, is the one that's going to go in this and I, everybody's been, you know, we see the fight, we see him catch the gauntlet. Everybody's like, Cap's gone, Cap's gone, Cap's gone, and it makes perfect sense, right? But it really seems like the intergalactic members of the Avengers, so that would be Iron Man, Spider Man, and Doctor Strange, along with you know the Guardians and, and those guys. It really seems like they are the ones who are going to meet, you know, Thanos first. They're going to meet him. It, it very much looks like on Titan. We've seen so many, so many clips of just devastation just them being devastated on like in that battle and you know we hear him talking i hope they don't remember you all of that and, and there's a possibility and it's in my head that that's like a flash forward that we're that somehow using the time stone to see what the future could be and things like that so you know who knows if that actually all happens but it really seems to me like the the first fight's going to be between those factions. Oh, we see Doctor Strange being you know tortured by Ebony Maul. So I I think that I think that that's how this is going to play out with Iron Man, the the first and and perhaps only casualty 
of this movie. Wow, not just first, but perhaps only casualty. That is a big prediction. Uh, so I will. I guess I'll also make a big prediction, and and it's the prediction I've been making since we talked about uh, Infinity War and knew that Carol Danvers was going to be a part. I think. Carol Danvers appears in the closing moments, whether it's um, Hawkeye is out there to look for her or whether she just is freed or whatever is going on, because the next movie is Captain Marvel. So I think that Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel shows up at the end of the film in the middle of the fracas and and has a um, has a punch up with somebody, if not uh, if not Thanos, then maybe there's a misunderstanding with some of the other uh, Avengers. It's an interesting one. I'm I I'm falling on the side that we see her as well, but you know the Russos said I what was it a year ago now that they were that they kind of intimated that she was going to be in the movie, but they've been walking that back lately, which kind of suggests she is in the movie and they're trying to kind of they're trying to put the peanut butter back in the jar, uh, which as I can tell you does not work. So they are <laughs> they are you know they're trying to walking it back, but. It, it makes a lot of sense for her to for the ending to kind of be her, like her showing up. It makes a lot of sense for that to be. We've talked about that before, and they keep describing this movie as a heist movie. Now, obviously, the the stones the, that those can be part of the heist, and that makes quite a bit of sense. But it also makes a lot of sense if you know she is the if she's the thing being heisted, hoisted, the MacGuffin. Yeah. If she's the thing, I don't know what the past tense of she's the Maltese Falcon. Yeah, there we'll you just go. go that way. There you go. She's, you know, she's the thing they're looking for. So that would be, or at least Hawkeye's looking for. So yeah, I, I think I agree with that one. It's a, it's an interesting one, and, and we'll kind of have to see what happens. But I think I agree with that one. Um, here's a, here's not as strong of a prediction as either of our predictions. Um, the, I think that the majority of the Black Order is going to be dispatched pretty quickly. Which maybe okay. maybe it, it lets Thanos know that this is going to be more difficult than he thinks. I'm not sure. And and we've seen maybe I'm wrong about this because we've seen, you know, we saw Doctor Strange Nebony while we saw that. And we've seen Corvus Glaive trying to rip the stone out of Vision's forehead. But there was a scene released on Good Morning America with Cap, Black Widow, and Falcon fighting uh, Proxima and Glaive, and it was over very quickly. Like they dispatched they dispatched them like like they were like street thugs in the Spider-Man universe. Like it was ridiculous how quick that was over. It was oddly quick to to be honest. So maybe maybe there's like a trick happening here. I don't know. So it was just weird. It was just really weird to see that. And I'm not sure what the purpose of those characters are if they're not strong and if they're not really tough. I'm not sure how they take over the entire Asgardian ship if they are that weak to be beaten by those three characters just seemingly easily. So it, it was just weird for me. And I, I'm... I'm not I don't know if they're going to play as big of a role as maybe we're thinking, but I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, I man, one of the things that that makes me think about that is there has been a lot of talk that this is Thanos's movie. This is the movie where like th- this is not, you know, all, the Avengers aren't necessarily the stars, but Thanos is the the vehicle that moves this. And so if you take it through a classic like movie setup, then you have to have your your um your boys, your your underlings, the people around you. If I'm the hero and somebody close to me gets dispatched very quickly, then I take things very seriously and that ratchets up the threat. So if Thanos is the hero of this film, then the 
the, or the, the protagonist or the, the main character of this film, then the antagonists then become the Avengers. And so if the Avengers quickly dispatch Thanos, that gives a bit of gravity to what is happening. And I, I hope I made sense when I talked through all that. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just that scene. I don't know. That scene is stuck with me when I saw it. And then I tried to send it to you and you, you passed, strongly passed. You said, yeah. I don't want to say anything. But that scene has stuck with me. And so I'm... I don't know. I'm just interested to see how that plays out. I've been on blackout since the last trailer, man. I did even look doing research for tonight's show was, was uh, a, a tiptoeing through the pool that I did not want to be in. Uh, so this one is uh, maybe a more softball prediction. I think we're going to briefly, or maybe not very briefly get a glimpse of red skull, red skull, red skull. I mean, red skull was transported somewhere via the Tesseract. So I think, if an, even if it's just a flashback or even if it's – I think we may get a glimpse or a mention of Red Skull. I don't know. It just seems like that would be an interesting way to bring to bring that character back into uh, the fold. Interesting. Yeah. That's a good one. That's, that's probably my boldest prediction, I will say, because the likelihood of that happening probably is slim, but I think it would be cool if it happened. Interesting. My final one's not a good one. Um at least not a not a positive one. I kind of get the feeling that people are going to be maybe not the two of us, maybe not like people that are that kind of have reasonable expectations, but I kind of think that people are going to be disappointed by this movie because I'm not sure how big of a rev- resolution it's going to have. And and maybe I'm wrong about that. You know, one of the things that Lord of the Rings did so well in that trilogy was that each movie had a mini resolution. You know, you had the, you had, you know, Baromir and what happened in the forest at the end of the first one. You had the, you know, the two towers and the battle in the second one. And so they had their, they had their resolutions. And this is set up for that in some ways with that battle that's going to happen in Wakanda. But I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's going to be, there can't be much of a resolution here and still have enough for a, what, two and a half, three hour movie in, in two years. So I, or in a year, right? So I, I don't know how big of much of a resolution there's going to be, and I think that's going to maybe disappoint some people. And I hope that's wrong, and I hope that's not how it happens. But I'm, I'm just a little bit worried about it. So yeah, I could, I could really see that being the case because I, I agree with you. I think, I think this is going to be very Empire Strikes Back, where it is a self-contained story, and and a lot of the plot threads that are introduced in the film are uh, are tied up but maybe there aren't going to be as big of answers or as big of reshaping of the universe as we as we think so i definitely um i definitely think that that people maybe it's not going to be like the lady that walked out of um no country for old men that was just aghast that the movie ended like that but i do think people will not get all the resolution that they wanted so my last prediction and again this one is uh, maybe just motivated by my love for this character, but I really think that we're going to get a speech from Cap and a good speech from Cap and probably his Thanos speech, as long as one man stands against you, Thanos should never be able to claim victory, followed by I can do this all day. I think they tag that in there. He's getting beat up. Thanos is giving some sort of villainous pontification about victory and blah, blah, blah. And he's and Cap through, you know, heaving and... and you know, lifting himself back up, he says that and then tags it with, I can do this all day. Yeah, I, it seems like that battle is going to be like, it's going to happen, right? Yeah, it has to. It has to happen. They teased it in the thing, but 
I don't I don't know what to think about it. I really have no idea what to think about it. You know, because it's crazy that he caught the gauntlet. It's just crazy. And yeah. so I don't know what's happening. And I and I'm I'm happy to find out. That's that's probably the kind of that interaction, to your point, that interaction is the one I am most interested to see this whole thing. Like, and I, it's going to build up to it, but I'm going to be really excited to see what happens. Did you have anything else? Did, I know you did some research. Did you have anything else that you may want to just softball in there? No, I, I agree with you. The, my only other one that I kind of thought out was that I agree that we see Captain Marvel. Um, yeah. And so, you know, that means that both of us could be wrong. Both of us could be wrong. My my other one, my kind of in case Raymond took one of mine backup was I think Hawkeye saves the day in some way, shape, or form. <laughs> which which feels more like a Deadpool idea because Hawkeye is the Peter of Avengers. Well, here, here's here. Okay, so it, follow my follow my logic. So, who famously has defeated Thanos in Marvel comics? Squirrel Girl, <laughs> the most useless superhero based upon people's assumptions. Based on people's assessments of the Avengers, who is the least useful Avenger? I just called him the Peter of the Avengers. Exactly. So I think in some way, shape, or form, Hawkeye's going to save the day. I don't. Maybe he's not going to defeat Thanos, but maybe uh, people are backed into a corner and he is able to uh, create some mayhem or some mischief that, that allows them to escape. But I think Hawkeye may have a squirrel girl moment in this film. But that brings us to the part of the show, everybody's favorite segment, your favorite segment, my favorite segment, your grandmother's favorite segment, Don't Sleep On It. So, Ray, what can the good folks not sleep on this week? So I thought back to see if I had done this one already, and I, I hadn't. And I suppose it's because this started during football season, during during my hiatus. And that is a, a series from Funny or Die called Zach Morris is Trash. And <laughs> it, I love it is spectacular. It popped up in my feed. They're doing a second season. They already had one season. They started the second season recently. And it, so it popped back up in my feed this week. And it's, it's just, it's amazing. They go step by step through Saved by the Bell episodes, pointing out how terrible of a person Zach Morris is. And, and the greatest thing about it is basically everything they say is both right on the money, because he was an awful, awful person, and, and also just hilarious, just laugh out loud hilarious. I, I love it. I if you if you watch Saved by the Bell as I, I assume most of us did, then uh, you would love it as well. So go and watch it. It's called Zach Morris's Trash, and uh, and it's true. He was in fact trash. Definitely, definitely trash. Uh, so my don't sleep on it. I have uh, been rifling through my backlog of gaming uh, there, and uh, I got the opportunity to sit down and play some of The Witness this weekend. And if you don't know the witnesses, it is a straight up puzzle game, like in the vein of like Mist from the '90s, where you are just walking around solving puzzles. And there, I'm not deep enough into it. I'm sure there's some story element to it at some point, but there is something amazingly zen about just you're out in nature and you're solving puzzles. And and you know most games nowadays don't really have puzzle elements. To them, in in the way that games in the early 2000s did, as I sound like a really old man saying that. but Back in uh, my day, you had to figure out puzzles to beat Zeus. We had to push boxes and crawl around (laughs) and get on top of things to get out of rooms and whatever. Shut up. So, uh, but anywho, it is a super fun game. It was free on Xbox a few months ago, and I think it's still super cheap, but it's a really cool puzzle game. Check it out. It's simply called The Witness. Um, Don't get frustrated at the first couple of puzzles, because they're they're meant to be difficult 
But that brings us to the end of our show. Thank you so much for listening to us again this week. Ray, where can the good folks find you on the internet? On Twitter. At RM Summer. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at GHGoodridge. Follow the show on Twitter at Two Woke Nerds. Please leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you found this. Share this with your friends, your coworkers, somebody you know loves nerd news. Thank you so much for tuning in again this week. And until next time, stay woke. Stay woke. Stay woke.